This is a Boathouse Studios podcast. To support this podcast and other podcasts like it, visit patreon.com slash boathouse studios or subscribe to Boathouse Studios on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your ear content. That's Boathouse Studios, B-O-A-T-H-A-U-S Studios, house spelt the German way. There's only two kinds of guys who wear those shirts, gay guys and big fat party animals. And Bart doesn't look like a big fat party animal to me. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. All right. <laughs> Here we are. I'm ready. This is Two Bad Neighbors, the encyclopedic compendium of all things Simpsons seasons 1 through 10. My name is Greg. My name is Alan. And we are here. We're back. That's right. We haven't it's recorded been a while. any episodes. Nope, this is the first one we're recording <laughs> That's ever. Right. That's right. Uh, we haven't... It hasn't been a long day. Nope. <laughs> at all. This is the first this one. It's going to be a very... Good episode. We're not we're not loopy we're at not all. Loopy at all. It's it's Hi, gonna everyone. be fine. And we're here uh, talking talking Simpsons on Two Bad Neighbors, or as my mother calls it, a pleasant enough diversion. Ah, that's pretty nice. Yeah, it's also a you know, uh, <laughs> Jesus. What? What were you gonna say? Okay, here's what I was gonna say. Okay. Ready? Yeah, a scientific compendium. <laughs> A scientific compendium. I already said the encyclopedia. Did you? <laughs> yeah, I did. God I damn it. it. The first thing I oh, said. Oh, God. This is going to be a long one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about The Simpsons. Yep. We got a guest here. We but do. We also have some mailbag. Yes, we do. Because some lovely people have been messaging us over the Christmas break. Yeah. And we want to get to them. So, uh, first off, we have a message from Alexander, who is a British fan. Oh, a British fan. Yes. Did I tell you I'm going to London? Yes, you did. Oh. <laughs> That's why we've been recording a lot of episodes. All right. Um, so, uh, it's a message he wanted to send for a while. He's a huge fan. Uh, wants to weigh in about <laughs> our discussions of a 30-year-old TV show because it founded his growing up. Um, still watching it now. Continues to do so. He doesn't enjoy it. Considers it a version of completionism that he's trying to regain because he didn't manage to get all the Pokemon cards. <laughs> Which is very fair. Uh, so here's the good. All right, he has a section here called the good. Um, it's wonderful to relive these episodes through you guys, especially at the moment because season eight is the one that he always has on hand due to so many home runs. They don't have baseball there, but they get our analogies. Uh, <laughs> it's cricket. I got cricket um, there. Sticky wicket. He's avoiding writing his thesis to become a doctor in physics at the moment. <laughs> And this is the perfect outlet. So because we are so in love with the series that he loves, he wants to tell us about uh, what happens next. It's a perverse idea. After all, you don't want to hear about how aging kills things. Nevertheless, I feel it's worth going into. For context, he grew up with The Simpsons, born in the same year that The Simpsons aired its first full series episode. Loved it as we all do, first loving Bart as a character and transitioning to realizing that Homer is the real star. And... uh, he likes to do his he likes to weigh in on his favorite jokes and MVPs. Uh, so he so this is in relation specifically to the Sherry Bobbins episode. 
he completely understands not putting Sherry Bobbins as the MP- MVP of the most recent episode. She's far from perfect. He thought, however, that you should consider Maggie Roswell as the MVP because we voted Harry Shearer before, and Roswell does such a stellar job in this episode, one that her character might not quite achieve, but a job that lets you see her full ability in such a huge force, which is very fair. Maggie Roswell did nail that episode. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Um, then we got the bad. So this is uh, what happened to the show later. We use the term zombie ears. Uh, it's not quite true as a catch-all term. We have all lost loved ones, and as you know, it is very rare that we have to say our goodbyes to them, followed by them dragging their zombie corpse across the yard. So, <laughs> he presents the revised Ages of the Simpsons, uh, which I enjoy. Um, the whole big gamble uh, and lots of hits of season eight has resonated with him, so he wants to borrow that. And he's not going season by season, despite how it first appears. So, season eight is Golden Age. He calls it season eight part of the Golden Age. Swing and usually knock it out of the park. Beautiful season should be lauded for being experimental. Of course, it doesn't always work, but we can be happy they're trying things. Good examples are Scorpio, Dignity, Millipedes, and Flower, Coyotes, Frasier, Bizarrely but Adored, and Slurry, Slurry, and Grimes. So those are some upcoming episodes. Uh, season nine, Golden Coded Age. Swing and usually miss. The season tries as the previous does, but it's been too. In, but it's been too encouraged um might be miss saying this um experimental season is right all experimental seasons are madness the show still has heart though look at apu getting married or lisa Sachs, which are lovely stories the kids have a good time but the parents are forever doomed to lazy writing he is for this season so for your spreadsheet overall but see that we should have stopped <laughs> season 10 to the movie is try for the fans who are getting older the show is sick. The show died. <laughs> um, so this group of seasons have changed the format. From here on, they can be summed up as The Simpsons Try X. Uh, I really like some season 10 episodes, but guest stars are abound now. Guest stars are now playing themselves. Tamako features here. It's crap, but there's an element of your beloved still. Um, movie to season 23-ish, resuscitating the corpse, using the body as a puppet. <laughs> <laughs> Here there are moments that really work, not often. Plots that take a character and work them with a hidden guest star, uh, or more pleasingly, the feature episodes. The Christmas episodes that feature Bart and Lisa and the kids all joining Homer and Marge for the holidays is lovely. Maggie's storyline is good enough, too. Season 22 and 23, basic early family guy humor. Works for some people, but relies on bizarre cutaways to other members of the family. And then season 24 to current are what he considers the zombie years. (laughs) Because this is unforgivable material. I just want to say that all came before. Uh, I just want to say that all that came before is okay because what happens now is very problematic. The joke team can always write, but at this point, the episodes are made up of one character, let's say Elon Musk, and that character will have 70% of the lines in the episode. The family may react, but you'll be lucky if it focuses on our protagonists at all. And he has so much more to say. <laughs> Wish he'd said more about subtleties, what we're, which we are so good at. And should I email again? All my best to you all, Alex. Very long, comprehensive, but I like it. I, I like do. The, uh, I do too. We love categories. Yeah, categorizing the different seasons, especially because, like, yeah, we're basically like season eleven on zombie years. Yep. So I like having like some other little categories within those seasons because there's a lot of them. Yeah, there's more. There's nuance. more. Yeah, there's a little bit more nuance to it than that, but you know, it's to me, it's tough to separate anything when it's just all the same showrunner. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Um, a quick note from, uh, Alex, not the same Alex, Alex, uh, Depa Mm. or Deepa. I'm not sure. Um, 
he wanted to mention that uh, we recently talked about Lego and Egos, and there was a Lego Ego. <laughs> I remember reading this. Uh, <laughs> in 2007, Lego and Ego teamed up to create Lego Ego Waffles, and there's an image. Um, you can Google it, I'm sure. Toast, break, and build is the <laughs> catchphrase to it. Toast, break, and build. Yeah. Uh, he knows this because he ate way too many of them when he was a kid. <laughs> And there's an old ad for them someone uploaded onto YouTube, which you can also, I'm sure, find on YouTube if you'd like. Um, and uh, he also has some other kind notes. Uh, he found us through Real Gems and uh, appreciates us introducing him to Mr. Burns, a post-electric play. Oh, you're, um, you're welcome. Uh, because at the beginning of the semester, his drama professor said they had to read a play written within the last 20 years, and he knew the perfect one because of an offhanded comment we made a few years ago. Awesome. <laughs> and now, thanks to us, he is known as the Simpsons guy in his drama class. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that takes you places. That's right. And he'd like to throw his hat in the ring for the spreadsheet, in many quotes, uh, by saying season nine is good. It has some of the best episodes of the series, like Lisa Sachs, Homer vs. the City of New York, Re Realty Bites, and Lisa the Simpson. And the weaker episodes all have iconic moments from the series, even the one where Homer steals a nuclear sub has you hilarious moments like nuclear is pronounced my nuclear. Language, and my Alex. Homer is not a communist. He may be a liar, a pig, an idiot, and a communist, but he's not a porn star. So put that in your quote unquote quote 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 spreadsheet. Got it. Thank you, Alex. Uh, I already had his in, <laughs> in my spreadsheet. It's right here. Um, we also got a very nice message from Cameron. Uh, just started listening to the podcast a few weeks ago and has a lot to go, but he's a fairly new fan of The Simpsons. And our comprehensive encyclopedic compendium of all things Simpsons is such a great resource as he rewatches the episodes for the hundredth time. So much backstory of the series and how it evolved and grew, especially in the early seasons that someone like him who didn't watch or know anything about the show until adulthood doesn't pick up on when rewatching those episodes from those early years. I wonder if he's binging us. I wonder what Maybe. it's like to binge us. Yeah, that'd be weird. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for reference, he is 24, didn't watch the show until after watching Futurama a lot and loving it. So even though he technically lived through some of the Golden Age, doesn't have the same culture background with the show as a lot of fans do. Having this podcast where we talk and laugh about the way the show came together, as well as the actual final product of the episodes, is very entertaining and educational. Uh, loves talking about The Simpsons uh, to Simpsons fans, and he learns something new about episodes all the time from TBN. So wanted us to know that he's a big fan, and the phrase, podcast enjoyed by all, speaks for itself. Nice sign off. Yes, very nice. I like that. One last one. It's okay. just a bit of a correction. Correction right. and omissions. Corrections from, and omissions. Corrections and omissions from Skilly Vincent. Bop, bop, do. In the Sherry Bobbins episode, we talk about what other episodes are whole homages to a movie. And he cannot believe that we forgot Cape Fear, considering it is one of the best, most iconic episodes of the series, and that we both love the episode so much. Um, yeah, I guess that's fair. I, I guess we missed it. I never thought about that. <laughs> I guess it's like, I don't know. It's it's I I get it that it is a full parody satire whatever homage to the movies Cape Fear specifically the De Niro one. But I was just like, I don't know. Cape Fear to me is its own beast in my brain. Maybe because I saw the episode before I've I have still have not seen the movie. Oh, so oh you you gotta see the movie. I know I gotta see the movie. Yeah. He is De Niro is so good. I believe it. In he's it. a great actor. He's unreal. Um, and he wants, he's requesting a bonus episode, finishing the episode, because we ran out of time last time. And he really wants to hear Greg's opinion on the HMS Pinafore. Oh, I can just tell you my, my opinion on the HMS Pinafore right now. Um, and by the way, we didn't run out of time. I just, I just want, <laughs> I want him to know that. 
because I know exactly what happened yeah. in that one. We had Ezra on. Yeah. And as those episodes are wont to do, they run long. And Well, we were still doing two episodes at a time. Yeah. And it was that an was hour. It was also an hour and 30. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was calling it. It was, the, it was the, that episode was the linchpin that made us go to episode one episode per episode yeah definitely format. but also it was an hour 30 and i was calling it and <laughs> and um my, my for the thoughts, record i would have talked for another hour <laughs> i know that's why i was calling it and some people might have liked it some people have hated it <laughs> and the the hms pinafore my my personal thoughts on the hms pinafore i think it's a, a, a not just an episode highlight but a series highlight i think mm. it's a i think it's kind of a, a zenith for um just like some of the fun things that you can do with animation without having to explain it, how each um, each musical number that he does gets more and more and more and more elaborate until it reaches, of course, that apex where the British flag comes down right behind him as he hits that wonderful note. And Bart even has a playbill and he's getting flowers passed to him from an uh, unseen force. And it's like it doesn't have to make sense because it's animated and you just get it. Yeah, it's lovely as absurdism. Yeah. And it's one of those things that the Simpsons in those days didn't fully embrace all the time. And they were literally being just like, should we do these sort of things? Should we not? Sometimes they overdo them later on. Sometimes they underplay the their the fact that they're animated in the earlier seasons. But that's a moment where it just it's the perfect sweet spot where it's like, yeah, we can get. He's singing a musical on a boat, and it's just it's it's just it's just perfect. It's a that's my opinion. It's a perfect perfect moment in television history. Yeah, and uh, I noticed you didn't want to know my opinion, but it's great. I think that's you. My opinion. I think you're recorded on there. I think I cut myself off before I gave it. In, oh, in that's why. Episode. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, just wants to know Greg's opinion. All right, I see how it is. Yeah, I mean, I'm being unnecessarily <laughs> antagonistic. <laughs> As uh, is my wish. Well, Thank you for writing in, everybody. We really do appreciate it. Uh, please continue to do so, but just know much of it will not get read until probably March. <laughs> Because we're recording a lot of episodes before Greg leaves. And I'm flying across flying the pond. Away. Could have said ocean, but I'm trying my oh, Londonisms. All right. I don't like it. For no the record. No? How British am I? No, <laughs> you're Canadian. All right. Stop it. Well, don't forget who you are. Perhaps I shall come back with an accent. <laughs> be really funny. Upper, lower, mm. middle. Yes. Yorkshire. Mm. Liverpool. Anyway, we have a guest today. New Brighton. Stop it. <laughs> Our guest is a returning guest. Yes. His name is Mark Spracklin. Hey, Mark. I can talk. Yes. Of course. Okay. You can talk anytime, really. Anytime. You could have you you talked yeah, that yeah. the whole time. The whole time. I mean, yep. You're just so entertaining. You just talk, uh. talk so fast. <laughs> uh. I'm usually so quiet and shy. That's not true at <laughs> all. So, Mark, how you doing? I'm good. Yeah? Yeah, this is, uh, it's nice to be back. Thank you so much for asking me. Hey. Is this episode two for you? It's... This is the second yes. time, yeah. The, yes. you, know, you know what's happened since... Two-timer club. Since, since your last episode? Uh, we uh, have started and have continued a Dungeons & Dragons campaign together. We have. Is yeah. that true? We didn't start until after That's right. his That's last episode? Yeah. yeah. It's, it seems like we've been doing it for so long. I know. I know. It's because we play pretty regularly. Yeah. That's I think that's why. And you guys have made some serious strides. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. You've got lost in time. You were turtles in time. That's right. For a little while. Oh, my goodness. 
which was a lot of fun, but also a big mistake on my end as sure. a DM. Sure, yeah. Uh, for prospective DMs, try not to separate your party <laughs> by 300 by years of centuries and time and space. Don't do it. You might think you're clever. You're not. <laughs> yeah. And I'm pretty sure the only one who doesn't have like a magically extended lifespan of some kind was the one in the past. So she couldn't even like yeah. wait it Just out. Just wait. <laughs> yeah, she would die. Yeah. <laughs> well, Kalashtar don't. I can turn into a tree. I can live forever. Whatever. Uh, he's a druid. That's true. <clears throat> Don't me, me, give me. me that. But oh. we have we have uh, well, we've, actually we've okay. started a campaign and we uh, I think we've been having a lot of fun with it. We have. Um, we've uh, talked a little bit about Alan's character Dorazar, who we have revealed is uh, that's his full name. His first name is Dora. His last name is Czar. Mm. Um, thank you for... I never mentioned that ever, <laughs> by the way, but thank you for rolling with that so 100%. incredibly. Um, yes, and. Yeah, and it was just like... And his mother... Well, you asked, you're like, what's your like, what's your last name? And I was like, Czar. Czar. <laughs> you're like, wait. Dora's your first name? Like, yeah, no one's ever asked. <laughs> it's a lot of fun to find those things in your character not knowing that you're going to find them. Yeah, yeah. It's it's nice. It's uh one of those things like I'm not a huge uh as a as a DM I'm not a I'm, I'm not a like really a huge planner as far as like throwing in a lot of story beats that I need to hit. I'm like I'm I'm like I want to hit this. I want to go to this location and I usually have like a location in mind and a couple of options. Sure. But a lot of the time the adventure kind of unravels in the way that that you guys see it happening mm -hmm. like those those that that puzzle room that you were in i was just making that up <laughs> on the on the fly um which was which was fun because honestly going into it i only had two rooms in mind so the entire escape room that you leaf mark and holly were playing was just like i was just trying my best to keep up with it whenever i would get to a point where it's like i don't know what happens next we're gonna cut to <laughs> The next one, and I'm gonna think hard about you guys. You honestly have me quite fooled because I'm there. I'm like, oh god, I don't. I set things on fire. Or I turn into a deer. I don't know how to deal with this problem. <laughs> well, the thing is, as soon check as, a book, everyone. As, as soon as like, as soon as Holly walks in, is like, is this an escape room? I'm like, yep, <laughs> it is now. It is now. <laughs> sure oh, is. God. Well, that's one of the th that's one of the fun things about being a DM. You can just be like, uh, like, oh, they had a great idea just there. I had, uh, mm -hmm. I had an idea ish as to what it would be, but it was nothing that fun. Mm -hmm. So when, well, like, honestly, like in in this game, the one of the best things about it is best idea wins. Yeah. Uh, as a DM, you get to decide what the best idea is, and. Holly's saying it was an escape room was like, yep, that's the best idea. <laughs> yes, that's what it is. Yep, yep. it's an escape room. It always yeah. was. Always was, always was meant to be. <laughs> There's a, I don't know how you're getting out yet, but <laughs> we'll come back. Yeah, it's just kind of going with those curves and curving with the punches, curving the bullets. Rolling yeah. with the punches. That's the no, one. Curving yeah. with the punches. Curving with the punches. That's the, the same. We and rolling like with a, the bullets. Yeah, all those things. <laughs> curving with the bullets like wanted. Rocking. Correct. <laughs> rocking and a rolling. Rocking yeah. on a river. Rolling rivers. Curve <laughs> those bullets. <clears throat> So, oh, you should make a deal with Baba Yaga. Nope, we're going to kill her and steal her house. <laughs> that was nuts. Yeah. That's a bad idea. That was absolutely nuts. I realized I was goading you guys, but I didn't think I was goading you guys on that much. 
Holly, you were goading Holly. Yeah, until I, I, she'll probably hear this. I, like you don't goad Holly. I feel <laughs> like I I wasn't goading her too much, but I also not feel intentionally. Like, no, she has. Intentionally, she's but. a very low tolerance for yes. that bullshit. <laughs> like uh, Holly is a kind of player who's like, if you if you press her at all, she'll shoot you with an arrow. Yeah, it's great. I was like, guys, let's go in and hear her out. Let's 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 have some coffee. Like, no, she eats children. Kill her. I'm like, oh, no, no. <laughs> You're now in combat. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and you have an indestructible house to fight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fun stuff. Yeah, good. D&D. Good times. Good we have, stuff. We have good times here. Simpsons D&D coming one day. One oh day. It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen one day. I'm down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're going to get several of uh, my favorite D&D players, which includes you, Alan, probably Allie and Camille. Um, that, I think that would be you play Simpsons characters, and we're and you're gonna play Simpsons characters. Oh my god! Yeah, I don't even know who I would be. Well, that's something Milhouse. to think about. Oh, oh you're I, the dud. <laughs> oh, I would be Millhouse. I would just be like the most useless barbarian. You, you have peasant stats. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't even have a class. No, just you're, like you're oh, a townsperson. commoner. <laughs> One quarter CR. Yeah, not even. <laughs> you don't have a challenge rating. Your challenge rating is zero. Oh, man. My glasses. <laughs> See? You're so good. Um. Anyway, let's uh, talk. Should we talk about the episode? I would love to. What is it? We're talking about Homer's phobia. This is the 15th episode of season eight, written by Ron Hogg. Sorry, I don't know how to pronounce it. H A U G E. Hoggy. Hogg. 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 All right. Directed by Mike B. Anderson, original air date February 16th, 1997. And this episode is about gay people. Yeah. <laughs> One particular gay man. Homer meets a gay man. Homer meets a gay man, and he's scared. Yeah. Not just any gay man. John, John Waters. John Waters. John Waters. <laughs> Basically playing himself. Yeah, he is. I mean, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely perfect. Um, John Waters, of course, makes pink flamingos. Hairspray. Did he make Hairspray? I yeah. thought that was Alan Parker. No, he did Hairspray. The, like the non-musical. Oh, of course. I'm thinking of hair. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, thinking yeah, of yeah. hair. Yeah, different. Mm. This this is about the spray that goes in your hair. Yes, Not course. just the hair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's got... Would would uh, would those two be the... I think his, mo- his most well-known are those two for yeah. sure. Because okay. um, he, he, he did some more stuff after that, but for the most part... His cachet was uh, falling a bit. I want to say, like he was a very unique voice. Yeah. In this, uh, what was Plink Flamingos seventies? Plink Flamingos was nineteen seventy two. Seventy two. Oh, early seventies. Okay. Yeah. 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 He was like a very specific voice in the seventies that w- wasn't really present anywhere else. So, so everyone's like, oh, "Who's this John Waters guy?" Like, he was a weird cameo in something wild, which is the oh. Jonathan Demi movie. Yes, he does. Yes, uh, car salesman. Yeah. Yeah. I just watched that. So. Is that? Oh no! It's like is that? I don't remember him being in that movie where Dennis Richards is in the pool. Nick, that's Wild Things. You're thinking of Wild Things. <clears throat> yeah, that's interesting. Also he, a great movie. He mostly, he mostly like different reasons. He, he kind of exists as a as a as a cameo guy. Now he kind of just like pops up. Well, what was uh, what was his last directorial film though? His last directorial and was it uh, the one with Johnny Knoxville and what's her face? Uh, a dirty shame. A dirty shame. Yeah, I think yeah. that was that his last directorial movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two thousand four. Yeah, starring oh Tracy Allman. Tracy Allman. That's and Johnny uh, that's, Knoxville. That's the, what's her name? What's I was her trying name? to think of you know 
the show that spun off the show we're talking about. Jesus Christ, yeah. I'm tired. Uh, <laughs> Samuel Blair, Chris Isaac mm-hmm. is in that film. I've watched it. Really? It's weird. I mean, it's a John Waters movie. Yeah, he's a weird guy. <laughs> yeah, he's got a lot. Uh, he's Isn't got... that Lonely Island video? What Lonely Island video? The Creep. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Don't forget to smile. Boy, oh, boy. That's what he says at the end of the song. Anyway. Uh... Interesting guy. <laughs> interesting guy. Interesting uh, person to play this particular role. Yes. Do you want to know some history about this episode? I would love to. So they had an idea for a while um, about Bart uh, meeting a gay man. I believe the original title idea was Bart the Homo. Okay. <laughs> Scribbled on a you know a napkin somewhere or whatever. Uh, but they also had the idea of Lisa getting into camp, like the idea of camp. Okay. And so as Lisa goes camp was also an episode idea. Eventually they're like, let's merge those. And have uh, you know Bart be the one who's like getting into camp, and it's scaring Homer. Um, and they, I believe the original title was Bart Goes to Camp, and they decided to change it because they thought it was too confusing. <laughs> right, because <laughs> he doesn't go to a camp. No, he, he already not. did that. Camp Krusty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they also wanted John Waters uh, for a while. Like they've they've been fans of his, so they for a while have wanted to get him on as a guest. Sure. Um, they asked him to do it, and he said he would, sight unseen, because he said if it was good enough for Elizabeth Taylor, it was good enough for him. Oh. Because um, she guested as, of course, uh, Maggie Simpson, the voice of Maggie, and herself, and herself in a in a feature episode after that, uh, or was that before? Um, and Maggie I, makes I, three. Uh, I mean, it's Christie's comeback. Or sorry, Lisa's first word. And Krusty gets canceled. I think Krusty gets canceled. Is no, it doesn't matter. Her. Anyway, Elizabeth Taylor has been on twice. Um, one's playing herself, one's playing Maggie. Clearly in the same recording session. Now, what happened was with this episode, they wrote it. They sent it to the network. And normally they'll get a couple notes back from the censors uh, being like, you can't say this, you can't do this. Uh, this time it was the entire script had notes, every, basically every line. Can't say gay. This isn't allowed. Blah, blah, blah. So for the longest time, not I guess I shouldn't say the longest time, I don't know what the timeline was, but for a while when they were trying to make this episode, they couldn't make it. Because normally what they would do is they'd get the notes back from the censors, but they'd already be animating it. And they'd just, whatever notes they get, they'd change in, like they'd do a subtle change in the animation, whatever. They'd change a line, that kind of thing. But because this was so heavily censored, they're like, we can't even start animating this this episode. <laughs> Uh, apparently what happened was while when they sent it away from uh, the uh, uh, sorry send it when they got an animatic back from Korea or something um, the head of Fox was fired along with most of the censors and I'm not entirely sure why that happened but it was like this weird like serendipitous thing where that happened as they were like hoping to get this episode done they sent the script off again and the only note they got back was suitable for broadcast. <laughs> so they made the episode. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Fox. Keeping yeah, it, right. Keeping it gay. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's an interesting thing because this is in 1997. This is still in uh, the era of, especially on TV, like like gay representation on TV is still kind of like cachet. You know, like it's not like I think Will and, when does Will and Grace start? It's a 98. I want to say 98 as well. Um, if only we uh, Queer as Folk, I believe, is 99 for sure. 
And that was like a, you know, a big like, oh, queer's right in the title. That's crazy. Um, and, uh, oh, God. It is 1998. Sorry, I dropped my phone. Yeah. Uh, 98 for Will and Grace? Yeah, September yeah. 21st, 1998. Um, and a lot of the uh, representation of gay characters in TV at this point are very campy, very like, you know, oh, it's like... Very gay panic as well. Like mm. not not in like a like ah we need to get them or anything like that. More just like the main character will be like like a, a gay character will come into their life and they'll be like I don't know what to do with this. Oh, I've never met a gay before. You know that kind of thing. Um, there's actually a very good uh, YouTube channel. Uh, oh fuck, I'll find out the name. But uh, he he dives dives into like gay representation on television a lot. Um, and uh, relevant to our next episode, which will be happening next week, there's a whole episode about a episode of Frasier, uh, where Frasier meets a man who is gay, but Frasier doesn't know he's gay, and the this man thinks Frasier is gay, because, I mean, you know, it makes sense. Well, he's British. They're pretty much <laughs> the same. You'll have to report back. He's not British. Not, not British. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Mid-Atlantic. Mid- Seattle. <laughs> Yeah, um, <laughs> but but he's like you know like well to do and like very neat and so it's like all the stereotypes that especially in the '90s that were very played up on the idea of like oh this man must be gay because he's single and he's neat and he likes wine stuff like that. Um, but it's like this like comedy of errors where uh, he like invites the man over and the man thinks it's a date and like all this stuff and but like what he like dives into in that episode is that the idea that once Fraser kind of discovers the truth. It's not played as oh gross or anything. He's just like oh sorry, like I sorry I didn't know. Like I, it was and it's like kind of a like a nice representation of it, even though it's still in that era of most episodes being very like ah gay man, yeah. <laughs> look out. Because um, I think also around this time Ellen comes out. It's definitely late nineties as well. Anyway, it's it's an interesting time in television specifically when it comes to uh, gay representation and culture. And what I really appreciate about this episode is that Homer's very clearly in the wrong. Like they never make excuses for Homer, and like everyone else is like, "What is wrong with you?" You know. Mm-hmm. And it it very much like puts the like idea that Homer's the quote unquote every man in America. As like putting a magnifying glass or a mirror to America at this time, it's kind of on trial. Yeah, it's like it's like yeah. What is wrong with you (laughs) that you're like mad at this person just because he happens to have this preference? You know what I mean? Like, and he's like, and and like the the best one of the best things about this episode I I find is um, Homer having a great time with with John. Right. Mm -hmm. That's what I love too. Is that like you know when he's just like, oh, this is another man in my life. He loves him. He's like, this guy's awesome. Yeah. And it's not until he finds out that he's a homo. Yeah, right. Sexual. Ah! <laughs> that that he has a problem with him. And that's, I think, a very apt description of a lot of people's feelings when it comes to that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I'm going to find out this this uh, YouTube channel because I think it's it's worth watching because I've watched a bunch. He does one on this episode as well. Well, uh, he looks for that uh, Ellen, the sitcom came out in 1994. Right, and but when did she in, come? Like, season Cuz she comes out cuz in the first few seasons she's she's a hetero. She's you know, yeah. because Ellen the person 
was still in the closet and was yeah. like didn't want to be out with it and stuff. And so when she comes out on the show, she comes out in real life as well. And it was like a ground, like a cra- it was a f- crazy news story. I remember where I was when that all went down. It's in 1997, mm-hmm. same year as this episode. Big year, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, this is this is uh this is an episode I've always really liked. Uh, because a I think it's very funny, and b I think uh the episode's treatment of Homer is justified, and it also it never let, lets him off the hook, but it also shows that at the very end it's like yeah it's gonna be tough, <laughs> it's gonna be hard. We're not he's and the the episode doesn't show him changing. I earned your respect completely. and all I had to do was save your life. Yeah. If only every gay man can do that, we'd be said. You said it. Yeah. Now, and that's one of the things I really like about this episode because if this was in a weaker show, in a in a weaker episode, it might end with him being like, I was wrong about you. I was wrong about um, gay people in general. Right. And it was like, I've learned a lesson today. But it's not really that. He learns a lesson regarding one individual. Yeah. And we can assume that he will be a little bit more open-minded, because he does say that to Bart, that he will be open-minded about these things going forward, but it's still going to be a challenge for him. And that, to me, represents a realistic view of the everyman. In this in this particular time in 1997, yeah. this re- represents a view that there is room to go forward, but it is not going to be an easy road. That's that's, also, that's my takeaway. Yeah, yeah. that's also why, like in future episodes that we've covered, like zombie years wise, when there are weird gay panic jokes, it like irks me even more because it's like yeah, it hurts had me. a whole yeah. episode where Homer learns to at least be tolerant because he figured it out already. Yeah, and then you're gonna have him make jokes about. You know, nothing's worse than yeah. character digression, re- regression. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Matt Bohm, by the way, is the channel on YouTube. Uh, Matt and then B-A-U-M-E. Um, he's wearing a nice little sailor outfit. Uh, yeah. And he just he covers different like gay stuff on TV. And it's great. Like there's one all about the the gay 90s, um, which is kind of what I was touching on uh, with Frasier and all that stuff. Yeah. And then there's one about this episode. I, do, I, do, I recommend it. It's very fascinating. Mark. Greg. Your thoughts on this episode, just going in, you were furiously taking notes. Yeah, um, I did that thing that I did last time where I was like, notes, 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 and then I just got really caught up in it and stopped taking notes because I was just having a good time. Right. Um, We kind of talked last time, I didn't see a lot of The Simpsons as it aired, I didn't see it till like later, but I definitely remember seeing part of this episode, specifically the steel mill <laughs> that becomes the anvil. Yeah. <laughs> and so I just have it here we with like hard. we play uh, hard. Yeah, with just like little jokes that I was writing of like, oh this is cute. This is cute. <laughs> and it's like the anvil dash 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 formative years question mark. <laughs> Um, and then I kind of put them on all the other ones. So uh <laughs> I think I might be John <laughs> Campy, check. Day drinking, check. <laughs> Novelty snacks based on cheese, mm-hmm. check. Mm-hmm. Dancing with a married man, check. <laughs> Awkward family-related encounters in public places run you into a fellow gay, super check. <laughs> All like... Don't do this to me, Waylon. Being taken into the woods yeah. to shoot an animal with your family. <laughs> Triple check. check. Yeah. 
that one backfired. I mean, that one's more barred, but <laughs> well, true. <laughs> just, uh, just yeah. The Thematically, though, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, you have a bow. I do. Yeah, and you have like meat in your freezer. You yeah. do. Yeah. You, you elk, and moose. You bow hunt. I have a hunting dog. <laughs> She's super cute. Oh, she is really cute. I love her. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Just uh, this was one of those ones that like. I specifically remember this moment and like, I didn't remember most of the episode before we went into it. Um, just like that specific thing. I was like, Oh my God, I definitely remember this happening. And then it all kind of clicked of like, you have kind of seen part of this. Yeah. Um, which was quite nice. Um, cause yeah, there wasn't a lot growing up. Like I didn't really get Ellen cause it was like a grown up sitcom and I was still mm-hmm. mostly a kid. Um, and the only other real like, portrayals of kind of like queer culture or queer characters on TV were like, I don't know, like Degrassi <laughs> or something where they're like, sure. oh, that kid's gay. He can't use the water fountain. He gets right, beat where up. It's like a very and, special episode. Yeah. And yeah. in like 24 minutes, now everyone's nice to him. Mm-hmm. Everyone has value. The end. Freeze frame. So like <laughs> the world's great. I don't know what everyone's complaining about. Yeah. <laughs> Credits. Pretty and witty and freeze. <laughs> so it was nice. I think it was yeah. a lot more realistically we're talking about like this one person had to do this extraordinary thing to get that like small degree of respect and it's like you're kind of a did you guys ever watch uh, big brother no like any of that i know you're a big fan i'm a big fan but did you ever watch big brother any other uh a little bit seasons? i lost around like crazy knife guy in the kitchen and i was like this isn't for me that's season two um <laughs> no i stopped real early yep. okay that's okay uh because season two is also uh where there's oh no maybe it's season three anyway it doesn't matter there's there's a very specific uh moment in my formative years that i remember in big brother and it's where because in big brother it's just a bunch of people and uh in this case there's a, a gay man and uh like an older gentleman who is uh very conservative and you have the moment in the like premiere episode where it's like this guy is saying like yeah i don't really care for gay people, you know, like, oh, I don't like them. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, and then you have like, you know, cause they're editing and stuff. It's like cut to the gay person being like, Hey, I don't think Kent likes me very much. You know, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> uh, but by the time, like, I don't know, halfway through the series, I can't remember how long either of them last in the house, but, uh, they become best friends. They oh, become wow. like really good friends. And there's actually like a very moving part where, uh, the older gentleman, like, like, kind of confesses how like yeah the reason i didn't care for gay people is because i never met one before (laughs) um and and like he's like very appreciative that he got to meet meet him and uh the 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 gay character is also very uh, appreciative that he got to make this friend and uh it's it it reminded me of this episode in that sense where it's like oh yeah like all all you need to do is like you know have someone save your life but even like in a very very small degree it's like all you have to do is meet someone (laughs) Like it's a, it's about like knowing that like people are people and people exist and like not seeing them as this like other. obscure other yeah, um, and that's like one of those things that for me growing up in Lethbridge, Alberta, <laughs> very little exposure to to gay culture when I was growing up as far as I knew you know, um, I'm sure there was probably a lot of people who were gay and closeted and because I've Lethbridge, been to Alberta. Lethbridge you would be surprised <laughs> <laughs> and disappointed <laughs> but. Um, but yeah, it was, it was like one of those things where when I was growing up, uh, I just didn't understand the idea of homosexuality. 
Um, and it wasn't until I started meeting people who were gay. Um, specifically, I had a very close friend in junior high and high school that um, was probably the first like gay person that I knew that uh, I became close with. And like, and then also like a, a um, one of my like actually closest friends in high school was a gay woman, and I had no idea she was gay. Um, but uh, like eventually, I realized, and I was just like, oh, okay. I was like, that makes sense. Like it was, it wasn't like, it wasn't like Homer's reaction, right? Where it's like, what the person I enjoyed spending time with is this. Like it's some kind of betrayal. Yeah, 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 exactly. And so it was it was nice for me because I do fear if I hadn't been friends with these people, then I might be a different person today. I don't know, right? Um, like I, I, I feel confident enough in my uh, empathy and my ability to know the world and that kind of thing to, to feel like I would have figured it out eventually. But I think like in my formative years, that was very beneficial for me. Again, because I was in Lethbridge, Alberta, where... It's it's more conservative than a lot of places, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, I was just saying, like, there's the and then there's things on TV, Big Brother, this episode, um, the Frasier episode, like all that stuff that, because I was a big pop culture guy watching TV and stuff that like that kind of helped normalize it for me as well, where I was like, yes, these like these people exist, this thing exists, this idea of the world exists, and it's not it's not an other, like it's it's just normal, <laughs> it's just like the way society is mm-hmm. and we should all just ag- agree with that <laughs> so i don't know yeah there's some beneficial there's beneficial things to uh not even normalizing per se but like t- talking about this stuff in culture because it's it's hard to save everyone's life right you're not going to be able to do it you're not going to be able to convince everybody individually but by making it part of culture and in the zeitgeist it'll help make people realize this is the way the world is and you don't need to be scared of it portraying uh i think i think one of the one of the most important things for for me as just just growing up is is seeing is seeing a uh seeing a a, a platonic friendship mm-hmm. between um a, a gay man or woman and uh and and a heterosexual man or woman mm-hmm. and it working yeah and it being being just fine and that not being toxic and it and it being mutually uh and like even even today it's such a hard it, it seems so difficult for so many uh for, for for pop culture to to portray it in any way shape or form like um this is one of the things that i applaud lord of the rings for in a lot of the way, in a lot of ways, because it's 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 showing um, what can be assumed to be heterosexual um, friends um, just being open mm-hmm. and vulnerable. Talk with about the hobbits, I'm, I'm talking about the hobbits. I'm talking really about the pick whole. Pick any two dudes. I'm talking Later. about <laughs> Lord of the Rings. I'm talking about mostly dudes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm talking about the whole fellowship. Sure, really, yeah. and it's it's showing these people being open and vulnerable to each other, and they're all uh, and they're all men. And their sexuality doesn't matter. Right. It it's never really even brought up in a lot of them, you know. Um, so it really it doesn't matter. The point is they love each other, and they are they are bound by friendship and admiration and respect for for each other. And the problem is, those movies came out in two thousand one, two thousand two, two thousand three. 
which we call post 9-11 panic. Um, yeah. The height of that. I it's, mean, I think pre nine eleven is the yeah, worst. There's, right? there's, there's, Basically, the year yeah. two thousand to September two thousand one yeah. is the worst that I've seen in culture, yeah. with like sh- shitty movies making shitty gay panic jokes. But these are the these are the times where like audiences would be snickering, being like, yeah. being like, oh, they're holding hands, they're holding each other. It's like <laughs> those two men, Sam kissed. and <laughs> Sam and Frodo. He kissed him on his forehead. I'm like, because yeah. he loves him. Yeah. yeah. And those those relationships are so, so important for you to see on screen to make you not build a wall around yourself. One of the best depictions of it I've seen is not in Lord of the Rings, but in the film Rocket Man that came out this year. It's a scene where uh, Elton John and um, Bernie Taupin are on the roof after he just after he just admitted that he was gay to his uh, to his live-in girlfriend. Yeah. And she kicked him out. And they're talking on the roof. They're opening up to each other. And Elton leans in to kiss Bernie because it's like it, he's he's lost. He doesn't know what to do. And Bernie doesn't shy away. He just says, I love you so much, but not like that. But I will be anything else you need me to be. Yeah, and it's one of the most yeah. incredible moments that I saw in theaters all year uh and elton just like he he's like i get it and he just like leans into him and starts crying and it's it's beautiful beautiful yep. it's beautiful mm-hmm. and if that movie came out in 2000 <laughs> if that movie came out in 2000 then he'd lean in for a kiss and bernie would be like whoa what are whoa! you doing no homo man no homo yeah. that's that's yeah. what it yeah. would be yeah. like but and and seeing and seeing the evolution of those uh of of those relationships being like yeah you it's fine. Everything's fine. People are people, and they're wonderful. I think this is a the, this episode is a is a stepping stone. Of 100%, yeah. of uh, it's a landmark cultural episode and a stepping stone in pop culture. Because the Simpsons were were a huge show. Mm. And this is the episode of this season that wins the Emmy for outstanding animated program. Oh, great! This oh, really? is yeah. yeah. This is the this oh, is the nice. Emmy winning episode. It's also it's it's a it's a huge show. It airs on Fox, which is a very right leaning network. Arguably. Not as much then. Fair. Fox yes. News fair, fair. wasn't quite a thing. <laughs> that's that's fair. Um, but it is like you know it's one of those things where I feel like a bigger audience would have seen this episode in '97. Than like Will and Grace, than mm. the the um oh yeah the Ellen coming out episode. You this, know, like this was established, right? This this yeah. this yeah. And it wasn't, and it also wasn't played as kind of what we mentioned with Degrassi. You know, like as a very special episode. It was just mm-hmm. like no, it's it was just, just another episode. episode. Yep, <laughs> and it happens to be one where a gay man is present, and yeah. that's... we have a gay man. We have snacks. <laughs> We're going to shoot a reindeer. There's a poor dead midget and annual... a robot. <laughs> annual gift man. Oh, um... I love that guy. <laughs> he really does save the day. He does. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's it's a it's a nice it's a nice kind of pocket, not pocket, but like uh, time capsule of the late 90s that I think did help pave the way for a lot of progressive ideas and representation and culture that, uh, you know, was was mostly lacking in the 90s, uh, was getting better. Like like I said, uh, a lot of that stuff in uh, on that YouTube channel that, that I mentioned are about how 
the nineties were like, they were trying, <laughs> they were trying to be positive about this stuff, but they just mm-hmm. didn't know what to do yet. They were like, I don't know if we introduce this character who's gay, we got to make it a thing. You can't just be like, Oh, there's a gay character. And hello, <laughs> nice to meet you. Uh, to, to, to just, uh, pedal back a little bit. Yep. Um, this, this episode, according to Wikipedia, and according to USA Today ratings, um, received 15.3 million viewers on its air date. Wow, so is that good? I don't know. Like that's, comparatively, that's huge. <laughs> okay. It was like it was the fourth highest show on Fox. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, that like that month or that week or something like that. Mm-hmm. It was a big. It, it, yeah, it was, yeah, it was around the average of what this season was pulling in. So okay, it yeah. wasn't like premiere or finale right, levels, right, but right. it's a mid-season episode yeah. and it's pulling it in fifteen well. over fifteen million viewers. That's pretty cool. Um, I think I read um, that when Disney Plus started streaming The Simpsons, wasn't this on like the top? It was like top ten or top fifteen episode list that they're like, we recommend you watch this. Probably it's okay. like like not only is it not only is it like a really good episode of a really good season, it's also one of their many Emmy award winning mm-hmm. episodes. Mm-hmm. And it, it's with like a pretty good guest star. Like, it's got a yeah. very, very like high, uh, in, I'd say high profile in a, he's in a, in a lot of ways. Voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's an important guest star. It's a funny episode. Like it's, like strip away all of the all of the issues and 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 cultural monuments that it's and fence post that it's setting up. It's a good episode. Yeah. It's just funny. It's a it's a funny episode, and I would rate it as one of the higher ones in this particular season. Um, I like how oblivious Bart is throughout. It's so good. He's so funny in this episode. Oh my god. He's so, uh, anything slim. <laughs> I don't Men know. in the woods. <laughs> Seems kind of gay. gay. I don't know. Came out of the closet. That's inappropriate. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Dad, why'd you take me to a gay steel mill? I don't, I don't know. know. Oh, God. Uh, the gay steel mill is like one of my favorite things. I yeah. love it so much. We work hard. We, we play, play hard. <laughs> Hot stuff coming through. Emmett has no PPE. <laughs> it's not approved. Oh, my goodness. Um, and then we also have, you know, the in the third act, we have the example of the older generation in Homer, but also specifically Moe and Barney, who like basically because like it feels like Homer's like at this point where he's like, I I don't know what to do. Like he's not he's not malicious with any of it. He's just like, I don't I, I it's something I don't understand. I need to figure it out. And then you have the the terrible turns to the two absolute worst worst people to ask advice and it's mo and barney and they that's why you get the whole third act and it's wonderful that the show has never like it's it's only on this rewatch of the simpsons as a series that i've really picked up just how scummy mo is and how fine the show is with that like you are supposed to not like him. Of course, he is not a likable person, mm-hmm. and it's the first like when I was watching it as a kid in syndication, I was like, oh, he's just the funny bartender. It's like, no, he's a bad guy. Mm-hmm. He's he's funny because he's horrible. He's a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, he's a piece of shit. He's that's the function that he serves in yep. the sitcom scenario. He's a piece of shit, and they he's the perfect character for this for this moment because he just he just is he's just himself he's just a big piece of shit for the whole time he's mm-hmm. just doing what comes natural to a piece of shit right 
And Barney, God bless him, is, I mean, he's just drunk the whole time, so... <laughs> I don't know. I don't but he's know. also like he's an older guy. He's single. He's yeah. you know like he's he's just like nah. Like come on, this is the way the world is. And so yeah. he's just he's not educated. <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> the way Mo talks to Bart too. Like you ever been hunting there before? Their body. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's... trying his best <laughs> to be like our children. A people? cool guy. This is yeah. how they talk. Yeah, exactly. Oh God. Uh. I mean, it makes perfect sense why Bart Brent calls him. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Let's, let's tear him down. Seems perfectly obvious. It's a piece of garbage. Yeah. Yeah. You've been a little, you've been quiet, Mark? Oh, no. It's just because, <laughs> like, we were talking really serious for a little while, and I was like, mm. oh, man, I want to cry on a podcast. Oh. <laughs> you guys are so Hey, we've nice. done it. <laughs> Be a little gankin's really hard. <laughs> No, um, it was. Uh, I've cried on this podcast before. Yeah. Oh God, I'm like I fake. Cry- oh, I'm fake. Cry- <laughs> I'm really not unfake crying right now. Um, <laughs> the troll dolls had Homer's face. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> That's where you get from this eye of detail. Also, What's- one size fits all lingerie. Was this pre Walmart? Question. Oh, there's the jokes I have. Got them. They're good. Um, They're done. <laughs> oh, I, I'm looking at the picture. They totally do. I was like, oh, interesting. <laughs> You can see the little... Oh, yeah. Uh, That's funny. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, Cockamamie's. Let's talk about that. Yeah, his little store. His little store. I would totally shot there. Right? <laughs> it like, seems awesome. I love Marge. Just like, just like, no, 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 no. No. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very, it's a very valuable, valuable heirloom. Valuable heirloom. No, it's no, a whiskey it's bottle. <laughs> Here, see? Just drinks pour. it. Yeah. yeah. Drink. Now we'll get your bottle <laughs> Yeah, that's also on. So it'll always be a monument to uh, Grandma's secret, secret drinking, drinking problem. problem. Yeah, is it Grandma? Grandma. Grandma. Yeah. So it's Marge's Grandma. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So some a character we have not met. Maybe. I love that Lisa comes in. It's like, please don't take our ownership of this figurine as an endorsement of slavery. <laughs> oh, Lisa. Lisa was really quiet in this episode. Lisa, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, she didn't have she didn't have much to do. Uh, I think it's like it's it's mostly that like the main conflict of this episode doesn't work through Lisa's eyes at all. Cause she's like, clearly if, if, if there's any point of view that they want you to hear, it's Marge's mm. being like, cause she's constantly saying to Homer, what is wrong with you? And Lisa is just like, what's wrong with John? Nothing. He's fine. He's yeah. a good guy. He likes inchy and scratchy like we do. Hmm. He's a- it's interesting though, that, because normally the writer's mouth is Lisa, you know, and they don't really shy away from using her and other like political, whatever you want to call yeah. it, uh, ideas, like even like vegetarianism, you know, like like they use her for that. Um, it is interesting that they don't they don't really use her for. I think it's to, telling that they use Marge. Yeah, I think it's telling because they're in the same generation, and right. that's not an excuse. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's, that's fair. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I do love. Yeah, I love Marge's role in the episode so much because she never, like, there's never a moment where she's kind of like, you know, like, yeah, I don't know, like, she's very like, no, like, it's fine, Homer. We're having, you're we're going horrible. for a drive with him today because he's a because he's entertaining and yeah. we like him. No. He's gonna take us on a celebrity guffaws tour of oh, Springfield. God. That was so cute. <laughs> Her little camera, like, ooh. 
Like, yeah, yeah. Like, John is like totally a guy that like is totally the kind of guy Marge would hang out with. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yep. Well, he comes over in like earlyish morning. I'm assuming yeah. with candy and tea and coffee. Ding and dong, like, classic. Yeah. Oh, adorable. Uh, where's Carhorn? Oh God, now I brought it up and I don't remember. It's over uh, the somewhere over the rainbow. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is mm-hmm. great. Everything about this is great. Um, <laughs> homosexuals flaming. <laughs> what are the things that he likes? Like, like my beer cold, my TV loud, my homosexuals flaming. That's right. Yeah, he doesn't like it if he can't tell. Yeah, but otherwise he's fine with them. Come on. Well, over. yeah, and that's the yeah that's the thing is that I think in his mind. He he wants them flaming, so he knows to avoid them. Ah, uh, yeah, mm. yeah. You know, it's a shitty reason. <laughs> it's, <laughs> um, yeah. I don't. It's, it's like, how dare you not make your sexuality your entire yeah, identity? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is because it's not. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I left my little pink triangle at home. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> um, the uh, the only note uh, John Waters gave to the script, I believe is they originally had Homer, when he says queer, he originally uses the F word. Oh. And they were like, and he, John was like, you should change that. <laughs> yeah, that's too far. That's yeah. a little too far. <laughs> um, and then, so I read that as we were watching the episode, and then he's like, at the end when he's like, when he's like, queer, queer, I was like, what, was that there too? Because <laughs> that's like, I think that they would know in 97, that's probably not a <laughs> positive thing. Anyway. Just uh, I just found that interesting that he's like, yeah, change this word to queer. <laughs> like, all right, <laughs> thanks, John. Yeah, yeah. it's um, also kind of telling of John's character that like at no point does he get like visibly upset or like escalated because of Homer being an idiot. It's yes. like, oh, now you can't have candy. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Have, have a teensy, teensy piece. piece. I love that moment. So, so like, much. there That's you cruel. go. That's cruel. Have a teensy piece. <laughs> He just seems like such, such a, a nice good, man. He seems like a nice guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, but no, that's a good point. That it, they could have easily made John like be like oh, Homer, like and like get mad at him, you know, like like. But he's just like he's he's like coming from a place of compassion where he's just like like what like what do you have? What's your problem with gays? You know, he like honestly wants to know, and it's a yeah, it's it's a really nice way to to have that character dynamic play out versus a very easy way to make them just like quote unquote enemies in a way. Right. Mm-hmm. And then have some reconciliation. I like that John is always shown as the bigger, better man <laughs> throughout the episode. It, to the point where he, he saves him, saves his life. Mm-hmm. Didn't yeah. you just die when you saw these uh, <laughs> cartons? No, no, no. <laughs> they're corn. They go in a kitchen, <laughs> corn, kitchen, kitchen, <laughs> He's oh. just like, this is great. Oh my god! When he Words. when he sl- yeah when slap. when he slaps her and she slaps him back and then Bart slaps <laughs> over. <laughs> I love the company company. Yeah, I'll be I'm with sure. you in a minute, John. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, great. Um, John's one of those one-off characters that I would have liked to see more of. Actually, me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cause it, it also would make sense contextually. Like if they did become friends, he became friends with the family and you know, I know it's a sitcom and also like can't bring John Waters back and like that kind of thing. Yeah. But, but it, it would have been nice to like see him pop up and be like, Hey Simpsons, like we're friends. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would, I, yeah, I'd, it'd, it'd be funny to see, it would be fun to see him as like a, like a regular interacting probably with the kids most. Mm-hmm. Um, but like if the, 
like like almost like the function that like Akira or uh, Apu function sure. as like their their shopkeeps. Right, right, because he's got this this, he's got this, this place. He's got cockamamies, right? And you can every time they go to the mall, like you they you can stop in and see him. Yeah, right. Um, his like his store is so niche that it's. <laughs> is there a good like uh, um, similar store that that anyone has it been to or knows of? Like something? Oh, like a store with a bunch of, I guess like campy shit. Uh, it's not I campy, mean, but like. I mean, Kitschy stuff and yeah, bunch the of. The only thing of is like, uh, like flea markets. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like that's what that store reminds me of. Is like more. Is, so it's not like a store, but it's just like at flea but markets like, you can find shit like that. And stores like that don't really exist now. Now yeah. we have like Amazon or whatever. Right. I'd like, say like some of the more like independent and esoteric record stores mm, that you might sure. find in um, uh, downtown Penticton or Kelowna or any big city in BC mm-hmm. the a lot of them have like pop-up ones like that or even in uh, some of the like um, if you go onto the basement floors of the of the malls in Banff you'll find a bunch of stuff like that um, lots Wait. of lots of kitschy shit in hmm. Banff I was gonna say are there bars on the basement floor of the malls in Banff some of them yeah oh, okay it's weird I haven't been there there's bars everywhere man. yeah there's there's yeah any anywhere you go you it's know, a party you city it's like I remember find. getting going upstairs to drinks I don't remember going downstairs <laughs> oh yeah you go this upstairs is, you go oh, through you go everything. downstairs it's all there yeah also we're not paid for by the tourism board of Banff so <laughs> well uh, not anymore they don't need they don't need us they don't pay me anymore <laughs> we cut them loose that was a contract That's there right. you go <sighs> too cute can't wait to go back. When's that? Oh, uh, that'll be Next after Christmas? after I go into the woods. Okay. All right. Remember when I was telling you about that? Yeah, in oh, a future no, episode. This is the first time <laughs> I'm telling you about it. Right. Um, yeah, I'm going to go into the woods for a couple of months. Yeah, don't like it. And um, I don't know. I don't know if I'll come back. All right. Bye. I'll, I'll learn a trade. <laughs> Just don't kill any reindeer. I'll learn how to make something with my yeah, hands. Don't shoot Blitzen. Yeah. Um, what a cruel thing to do. Yeah. That's a nice character moment too that I really like and I appreciate is when like Homer's clearly like just out of his element, like doesn't understand, and he wakes up his sleeping child and it's like gives him a gun. It's like, all right, shoot this shoot this reindeer and he says like uh, is it man up or no, what does he say? Something and shoot Blitzen. And Bart like immediately starts breaking down. And I'm like, Yeah, that's what would happen. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be able to do that. No. I've never killed a, a deer. No, ever, <laughs> not once, and I what about a man? really don't want to. Didn't say you haven't killed a man. Interesting. Why would I say that? Mm. I don't I was need told... to. Right. I don't need to defend this myself is, uh, or explain recorded. myself to you. I was told not to bring that up because of the waiver I signed. Listen to me, not... you. St- oh, you broke the waiver. Oh no! <laughs> now I have to. By mentioning the, the waiver, it's a breach of the waiver. Oh God! Um, Give me my fifty dollars back. <laughs> it's in the mail. Thank you. Uh, what else? What else we got to say? Oh, what, what else? <laughs> what great podcasting material there. I like what else? Tired or Listen, I've been, I've been driving this whole fucking episode. I know. I just wanted to like, let you go. Keep reaching for that rainbow. That, that's a good one. Right? Steel, worker, <laughs> steel mill workers of America. That was cute. Keep mm. reaching for that rainbow. Apparently it was supposed to be a longshore... Like longshoreman was the original idea. Okay, they'd go to a longshore place and find out it's all gay people. Right. They change it to a, gay, a steel mill. 
I mean, Steel Mill is a lot of fun. You can make a nightclub called the Anvil. That's right. And which they did. is obviously pretty great. No, it was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> um, Roscoe. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't. I like how the first thing Roscoe does is like shake the kid's hand, which is exactly what Homer was like. Oh, what do I? Shake his hand. Shake his hand. <laughs> Very next thing, shakes the man's hand. I was yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. We're all just people. Yeah. yeah. Trying to be people, <laughs> except for the robots. <laughs> Annual gift man. Yeah, I don't know. Um, is there anything else you want to specifically mention about this episode, or should we move on to the mer- to the reference desk? Yes. All right. <laughs> Let's do it. That's what it sounds like. Oh, I'm so tired, you guys. Uh, we got Bob Dole, Eisenhower, and Dan Quayle are all different buttons. Cockamamies. <laughs> God, what a great Skinner cameo. Mm-hmm. Forbidden Planet, the robot from Forbidden Planet. It's got a little corpse in it um is oh i thought that was i don't know no. hmm? i thought that was um robbie the robot from the, lost in space yeah that's the one no yeah it's from forbidden planet yeah yeah forbidden planet that's the one leslie nelson yep leslie nelson uh now i know now we see why i've been running the show because greg can't talk uh I've been pleasant. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. You've been fine. You looked up so We've many all things. been doing very well. We've been nailing it. We've This is our fifth episode today, you guys. Jesus Christ. I can't believe we did it. I can't believe it either. We're not there yet, though. Uh, we got uh, Laverne and Shirley and Mark and Mindy, which are both the spinoffs of Happy Days. Uh, pink, there is a pink flamingo in cockamamies which is like just is. a little reference to pink flamingos Fun little uh and then the hair that bart wears when he's dancing is that hairspray that's, that's hairspray, hairspray hair. of yeah. course so those are some little little john waters touches um uh come on homer join the party he's they're dancing to i love the nightlife by alicia bridges um of course the horn sound is somewhere over the rainbow from wizard of oz uh the shoop shoop song parentheses it's in his kiss is the song that bart is dancing to in said hairspray wig Gonna Make You Sweat by CNC Music Factory is the song played at the Gay Steel Mill. Classic. Da, 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 da. Uh, and then uh, thank you very much, Warren Christopher. He was a Secretary of State for Bill oh. Clinton. Oh, yeah. Ended all the wars. That's right. right. Oh, yeah. We can't just send our kids <laughs> off to war. And then uh, here, wear this hat. Yale Summers wore it in Daktari. That's an actor. Daktari was a t- TV show. Okay. Very, very oblique reference. Yeah, very. Wow. Uh, and then that's really all I had. I mean, Blitzen, I guess, is a reindeer of Santa's. <laughs> Christmas is a reference. Christmas, Santa Village is a reference to Christmas. That's it. I like the little. I also <laughs> like the little uh, pin pals throwback. Yes. Who would that's throw a, this that's out? That's a reference, a reference uh, within the... I love that Marge obviously gave it to Goodwill. Uh, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like how it's just his character design, though, is wearing the Pin Pals bowling shirt. That's great. Yeah. Um, favorite jokes? Um, okay. Um, I, th- I think I think mine's gonna gonna be the uh, Bart walking ba- past Homer and in the Hawaiian shirt, <laughs> and then him Bart, where'd you get that shirt? I don't know. Came out of the closet. Uh-huh. Uh, his reaction's so funny and bart and like you you mentioned like bart being just totally oblivious this entire episode and nothing better illustrates that to me than 
than that particular moment. But I didn't know that term for a long time, by the way, of like coming out of the closet being like a, yeah. you know, a thing. So I was, I didn't get that joke. I was just like, yeah, that makes sense. Came yeah. out of the closet. Yeah. <laughs> Where else would you get a shirt? <laughs> and yourself, Alan? Uh, my favorite joke is actually the the very brief Skinner moment. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Lady, you just talked yourself out of a sale. <laughs> it's kind of kitschy and fun, and that's what does it for him. He's, He's like, like, "Nope, you just ruined this." It's very Skinner. And oh, I yeah. love it. Yeah, his I love Skinner. His button-down <laughs> lifestyle doesn't have anything kooky or fun. That's right. Couldn't be. Just couldn't work. Mac. Um, mine I think is. Marge and Homer's little interaction where she's trying to like gently oh. explain like he prefers no. the company of men who doesn't <laughs> like oh my god it's oh very man. good yeah. yeah I love that because the like the part he John is a homo right sexual and that's what and like that's Click. what he needs yeah yeah that's so or, funny or the candy like now you <laughs> can't have any candy it's oh, cruel just a you ever had cactus candy? No. What? Can't say I have. You ever had cactus candy? I don't know what it is. I think it's just little green like candy. Little bonbons. It makes it look like cactus, obviously oh, like right. cactus flavored. Yeah. Oh, um, or Bart like or Marge with the um Oh, I made these store bought <laughs> I made your favorite dessert, store bought dessert cakes, both kinds. <laughs> Picks the coconut yeah. pink one. Coconut pink one. He's gay. So He's yeah. super gay. Yeah. So good. Uh, <laughs> um, what was I was going to say MVP. Yeah. Matter. Episode MVP. Mine's totally Bart. I was going to say Bart as well. In yeah. this. Well, I'm going to say Marge. Nice. Oh, great. For just yeah. like not putting up with yep. that bullshit. Yeah. Yep. I just like you guys both mentioned it. It's just his obliviousness. Mm. I found so endearing and so <laughs> funny this time around because it's like, I don't know, came out of the closet. And then, um, like uh, anything slim. Yeah. Kind of want a cigarette. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the spirit. What's your brand? Anything slim. <laughs> then why did you take me to a gay steel mill? I don't, <laughs> don't know. know. And then he thinks I'm gay. <laughs> At the end, finally. Yeah. Uh, He's just dancing in the living room wearing a wig. Yeah. yeah it's fun. <laughs> I mean, like, ah, uh, man. It's great. He's done that before. He has. Like him this and Millhouse. Season. Yeah. Him and Millhouse. No, not on... this season. Yeah, it was. The. Um, uh, uh, off to the beauty, beauty oh divided. right of mm. course I was thinking of the um, oh there's also the one the, sisters are doing it for themselves in our uh, we did a zombie episode of the Magi. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Breaks, I, I had a butt. hard time thinking of that because that plot has nothing to do with the <laughs> fucking episode <laughs> listen to our Patreon yeah, to... for more of our thoughts on Grift of the Magi yeah. yeah I think it was well done that most of the like the humor wasn't like this is the gay joke. Like mm-hmm. it would be very easy for him to be like, "Oh, we can't go into that store." Like, oh, I know that dude. Like, he does have that run in with Smithers, Smithers, but yeah. it's not like overt. They're not making fun of it in a negative well, yeah, way. Like, They're mostly just making fun of like Homer and like stupid people. Homer's <laughs> mostly the butt of the joke. Like mm-hmm. everything that we see, everything that I find funny about. This episode is Homer's grotesquely overreaction to this very simple thing. And that's like anyone overreacting to something that simple in that way is funny. Because he's so clearly in the wrong. 
Yeah. yeah. And the episode puts him so firmly in the wrong. And Marge, your episode MVP, calls him out on it so many times <laughs> that he like and and he is like and this is it's a it's a kind of a tightrope walk because you never I never dislike Homer in this episode. I don't actively think he's a bad person i just think he's very confused very confused and miss it uh un- uneducated but if this was like when when john asks him like what's your problem with gays his response is you know like he doesn't have a like he's not ready to, he's like here's why he's like you know he doesn't even really he's never really thought about it and he's that's, thinking about it as he's yeah. saying it right he's like you know it's not usual yeah like and that's like his argument is like it's you know it's different than what i'm used to <laughs> And that's the closest he comes to me, uh, for me to being truly antagonistic, mm-hmm. is is that scene where he's trying to figure it out because he's backed up against a corner. He doesn't have a he doesn't if have. There a was response. a lot of there. It would be against it. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the closest there he comes to me. Long. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Still is in some countries. Uh, yeah. Not being bitter like, at all. <laughs> being like, yeah, he's he like he's he's pushing it here, but also at the same time, he's not jerk ass Homer. It's not coming from a place of malice. It's coming from a place of misunderstanding Mm -hmm. it's coming from a place of ignorance not willful ignorance for like because a lot of the time homer's just not a smart person he's not usually willfully ignorant about things when people teach him things he takes a while to learn but he does learn in the best simpsons episodes Mm -hmm. and this is one of them because he does learn it takes him a bit but he does learn even if it's just a bit yep he's on his way yeah one and that's step. that's why I don't think he's antagonistic, and and he can't be, and it's so difficult to write a character like that. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, cool. Well, we did it. We did it. Holy shit! <laughs> We're limping across the finish line. Yeah, Yay. I'm very sleepy. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have dinner. Me neither. Um, <laughs> I was gonna ask if I should bring stuff, and I was like, no, they're probably really busy. I bet they have all these snacks. <laughs> They're so organized and prepared. Absolutely not. Yeah, no, no, I could have no, brought no, cactus no. candy. God damn it. Just a teensy piece. We would only be able to get teensy pieces. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, you're nice. You can have as much as you oh, want. Oh, thank you. Oh, yay. Yeah. Um, well, thanks, Mark, for joining us. Thank um, you for having me. I hope to have you on again soon. Yeah, yeah. You're, he's the best nine. druid I know. Mm. Absolutely. I, I, I don't know many. So. <laughs> I only know the two. I'm great. <laughs> I am the better one. <laughs> And thank you, everyone, for listening. You can, of course, find us on the socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Bad Neighbors Pod. Um, you can email us at thehammockdistrict on third at gmail.com. Numerical three. And you can subscribe to our Patreon. $2 a month gets you all of our bonus content, including some Spider-Man commentaries. Yeah, same Raimi's. Same same Raimi's. Same Raimi's time, same Raimi's place. And if you want to listen to some other Boathouse Studios content, you can always listen to the Cinevals and Y Academy over on the Boathouse Studios main feed. Those are free, too. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't cost you a penny. Nope. But then maybe pay- your internet, yeah. whatever you pay for internet. It's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's part and parcel. Capitalism. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's it, guys. We did it. We recorded a lot of episodes today. We're very tired, so hopefully this was still fun. Uh, I had a good time chatting with y'all, and I uh, hope you did, too. Yeah, thanks for coming on, Mark. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and remember, keep watching the skis.